Hello, welcome back to the latest edition of the Starting Inside Podcast. Nico Kramer joined by wonderful two uh, usual co-hosts from TN Spencer. How are you guys doing? Pretty decent. Uh, yesterday was a good day for me. Enjoyed watching the two games, and I think there's a lot to talk about today, especially regarding the PSG Barca game. Yeah, Spencer Liverpool got that that two uh, zero win over Leipzig. Feeling a little bit more comfortable now to those hard Premier League results. Yeah, definitely. It was a good result, capitalized on a couple of Leipzig errors, and hopefully we'll be able to carry this momentum into a top four finish. <laughs> well, we'll start off in Spain, um, and that was, that was a big game today, PSG going and playing against Barcelona, and Matia, I mean, I guess the game was really just the Mbappe show, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think the first goal was more like the, I don't know if you guys definitely saw the game, but like the Verratti pass, uh, yeah. the Verratti flick on was something that not many players are capable of doing. So you have to give credit where credit is due. But I think that goal is very similar to the one he scored against Argentina. Uh, the first one uh, back in the World Cup. It's very similar goals where he cuts in. And it's just so quick. Like you can't blame Linglet, Linglet or whatever uh, for not being able yeah. to read it because it's just he's so fast. And like there's this crazy picture of like Busquets holding his T-shirt back because that's the only way you can stop him. But I think on the Barcelona side, it's just another disappointing loss. And I mean, people were getting a little more hopeful, especially Barcelona fans after. A, a streak of good results, but this this is gonna kill that momentum. I think it's a big hit for Barca. Yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I thought Barca were coming into form. Uh, Messi was playing really well, and PSG had lost Neymar. So I actually thought Andy Maria be able to right. I thought they were gonna be able to win this game. Um, did not see a, a, a beat down coming. Although I probably should have just knowing. Barca and, and some very recent Champions League results that they've had. Um, and, I mean, Spencer, where, where do Barca really go from now? I mean, you look at that defense and Eldest. I think, yeah, I think it's a touching point on the game, sadly, um, was Serginho Dest, who, got you know, he hadn't been playing much. He just got back from injury. And then you put him one-on-one against Kylian Mbappe. I thought that was kind of a death trap, to be completely honest with you. And his facial expression when he was subbed off in the 70th minute. I mean, he just looked white. Um, but, I mean, Spencer, yeah, where, where where do Barca go from here? I mean, it, you know, I, I, do you see them coming back? I don't. I mean, I think this was almost kind of the and like the symbolic end of Messi's time at Barca. Yeah. I think I think after this performance, there's no way he's going to stay. I think this is just really the end of an era that should have ended a long time ago. Unless they managed to pull off another La Montada. I think it's just kind of the end that we all should have seen coming a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think one key point in this game um, was that Dembele chance right after they had gone up 1-0. And look, I still think they're going to lose even if they had gone up 2-0. Um, I don't think it would, you know, wouldn't have been 4-1, of course, but yeah. that that was a key moment. And in fact, he had another one. I think just minutes later, he didn't put away as well. Um, I think that's. I gotta be honest though. with you. 
the one it, where the one where Messi flicked it onto him. I think it's harsh because it's not an easy goal, like first time. But I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think yeah. people compare it to the one that he missed uh, versus Liverpool. That was horrible. Should never happen. But he could have done better. But I think, yeah, either way, would have been a beat down. And Matia, what did you think about Messi's performance? I mean, he was, he was, he was, he was there at some points, but he just was too much. I don't think he was there. Like, apart from the yeah. penalty, there was no real threat. I think PSG started with uh, Kurzawa on the left back position throughout the past couple of years. They haven't been good, especially on the left on the left side of the defense. Uh, and you'd expect a team like Barca with young, fast players like Dembele to exploit that side. But Kurzawa, apart from the penalty that can be argued, um, didn't. He actually had a pretty decent game. He almost came close to scoring if it weren't for Tushtegan. Insane save. So I think Barca just really. The coaching, the game plan wasn't good enough. And Messi just didn't appear once again in a, in a big time game. And, you know, the thing I think that might have stuck out to me the most as well as uh, as well is I thought Ronald Koeman got the game completely wrong, the yeah. starting lineup. Um, sure. As I said, so Gino Dest shouldn't have been playing there. He's coming back. You know, hadn't been playing much. He was hurt before. Should, he shouldn't have uh, been brought into, especially to go one-on-one with Kylian Mbappe. It just was and not going to work out. Pedri out of position is weird. Pedri out of position. I thought, you know, Lenglet and PK um, – the two center backs, they got a matching of two and three, by the way. Mm-hmm. And Busquets right in front of them. I don't understand why when you, you're facing against a team that's just going to be so fast, as you said, Kylian Mbappe, um, why would you would play Lenglet, PK, and Busquets as your two center backs in CDM? I mean, two, what are the, the slowest really defenders? Have. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I thought Rujo could have came in. He's fast at least. Mm. Um, but he's less experienced. Mugueza, I guess he's also just young. And on top of that, I mean, PK, he's been hurt for two months now. This is yeah. his first game back in two months. So to bring you back, to bring Destin PK back, um, just out of nowhere, that, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. I think um, another thing to point out with PK is that there was a verbal confrontation, a lot of verbal tension with him and Griezmann, yep. especially in the second half. Uh, PK was very upset with Griezmann. Um, and to be fair, it's like Griezmann again didn't have the great a great game, got subbed off, and also like the subs, I really don't understand the subs that Komen made, bringing on um Braithwaite, Puig, and Pjanic, and placing De Jong as a center back. I get you're trying to be more attacking and get a goal back, but these subs really, in my opinion, don't don't make much sense. You have like. Again, he doesn't have much, many options, but I don't I see. Mean, you. In all fairness, you look at the bench. Yeah, I know. I just saw it. The but people I... who weren't subbed on: Neto, exactly. Mateus Fernandez, Umtiti, Firpo, and and Yaki Pena. But, but like Braithwaite for Griezmann, unless Griezmann is like tired, I don't know. I don't see the the sense in that. Or like Mingueza, I think he should have gone three in the back and just brought on Umtiti or something. Oh, no, no. I thought. I mean, I don't. Know, th- down, I don't think three yeah. in the back would have no, solved no. any issues. I it's think. Yeah, I think that was another maybe in the second issue leg. in that game. Yeah, in, or in the second leg, they got to go for it. Yeah. But I think when you're down three-one, there was no reason just to send it for a goal. I, I think 
you know, in that last goal for PSG, it's just a counterattack, 3v2 or 3v3. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was any need to do that. And, and now it's, you know, now it's effectively over. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, you got the bench, you know. PSG. Right. I mean, you're wondering where a guy like Philip Coutinho is, who is apparently back from injury, but they're not playing him because if he plays yeah. six more games, they owe Liverpool money, um, stuff, you know, stupid stuff like that mm-hmm. that they bring themselves um, into. And I, it's, 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 it's kind of sad to see. I mean, you know, Barcelona such a, a strong team, but when you're going to put out nearly the same defense that conceded eight against Bayern, I'm not sure why you would expect a different result um, come Mbappe time. But, I mean, Spencer, you think, you know, is PSG just right up there with Bayern and, and City as, as favorites for the Champions League, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're talking about the quality within the team, especially in the attack, I don't really think any any team comes close to what PSG have. I mean, with M- Mbappe, Neymar, Icardi, Di Maria, even Moise Keane, who couldn't get a game in at Everton, is now this being unbelievable in league on and just scored. So I definitely think they're up there. I mean, they yeah. were they made it to the final last year. They With made the a couple. Or yeah, they did get. Is Florenzi a new signing? Yeah, Florenzi's they... a loan from Rome, and but they let go of Thiago Silva. And I don't know. Is I don't think I don't know if Bernat is injured or he just left. But injured, injured. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the only fall in this PSG team is really the defense. Like the center back core is pretty good, but the fullbacks are a little off. Florenzi had a good game, to be fair, but. Right, and and that and that one goal that Barca got was a penalty. I mean, you guys agree with the call? I think in the end you have to agree with it because you can you can clearly see he gets tripped. You can of course have the argument that it was involuntary. He was looking at the ball the whole time. Uh, maybe De Jong wasn't even going to get to it, but there's contact, and I can definitely see where the ref is coming from taking that decision. But I mean, one decision that I don't get is the Moise Keane uh, handball that was debatably in the box yeah. that could have been a penalty that was a clear penalty if it was in the box and he didn't even look at the var that was a little weird for me i think i don't understand that yeah i think and on, on top of that it's overall game one guy that had an amazing performance was Verratti. um mm-hmm. as you say Matia, he 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 really dominated that midfield he really took out barca's midfield on his own um and Adrisa Gay, to be fair, I thought he could have had a second yellow in the first yeah, half. He got subbed definitely. off at halftime smartly he was risking it. from Pochettino. Yeah, he did, definitely. Um, but Verratti had a really good game. And I think, you know, past the game, just kind of as Barcelona as a whole, and I guess one player individually, I just we're talking about Messi and his performance or lack of performance. What is, so I'll go to you, what's, what's Messi's value? You know, he's going to turn 34 soon. He's having a good season. He's... You know, he's up and down, really. He's been more up recently, but yesterday was a little more down. Mm-hmm. If you're a team like Man City or PSG, in fact, you know, how desperate are you to bring in uh, Messi? Because I know it's going to be on a free transfer fee, but, I mean, his wages alone is basically like a transfer fee. So how how desperate are you, a 34-year-old Messi? Uh, well, first, I mean, he's 33, not 34. And by the time he goes. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... I mean, at the end of the day, even just buying the name, he's worth so yeah, much. Exactly. Because the amount of shirt sales, the amount of publicity 
he brings to your club is absolutely insane. I mean, yeah. I forget the exact numbers, but when Ronaldo signed for Juventus, I think they're like club net worth like doubled within a day. Yeah, they're all their yeah. followers grew by like tens of millions. And that's only in the, in a city like Turin. Imagine in a city like Paris or Manchester. Or in, if he went to the Prem, which already has yeah. is the most right. public league, it would be unbelievable what he'd do for the team. Mm-hmm. And he also still he has 15 goals and three assists in 20 games in La Liga, four goals in five Champions yeah. League games. He's a he's still an unbelievable player. Mm-hmm. Still the best in the world on his day. He, I mean, when you saw the game last weekend against, I forget who it was against. But yeah, I love it. Two unbelievable, two unbelievable goals. He's still messy. He'll yeah. bring it. He's worth every penny that you pay for him. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I the off the field stuff for sure. Um, I think uh, the Barcelona president that's running right now said Messi's about thirty percent of the profit. So <laughs> it's a pretty big name to have for for any team, yeah. but. You know, if I'm if I'm Manchester City and I'm looking at it long term, bringing in a 34 year old Messi into the Premier League, which is of course yeah. it's a different level compared to League One or the Liga. I I, I mean, his, I'm interested. Definitely, I want him, but I wouldn't say I'm like his, grasping at straws to get to. The him. thing is, like, the conflicting thing about teams like Manchester City and PSG is they already have a player that kind of plays that role. Less PSG, but definitely Manchester City with De Bruyne. Like, it's De Bruyne doesn't really play center forward, but that's kind of Messi's role, right? So where would you put De Bruyne if Messi were to come in? PSG, of course, can play Neymar on the wing, but Di Maria's on the right, Mbappe's on the left. You can play Neymar on the left and then play Messi as a cam or center forward. But I think, especially Manchester City, I think it would be conflicting to put him... Uh, in a squad like that, yeah, especially that's already so prolific and just thriving so much without him. And I think one one thing for Messi, and of course, I don't want to act like he has to reinvent who he is as a player because he's still, as Spencer said, he still is having a good season, mm-hmm. still a good player. But as he ages more and more, I mean, you see someone like um, Ibra or Ronaldo who they, they change their game. Um, Ronaldo went to Juventus, he's a completely different player than he went when he was at Real Madrid, mm-hmm. and that just comes with age. And I think Messi doesn't have to do that yet, but at some point he will. And that's going to be really interesting to see what he turns into, whether it's just a pure attacker or more of a midfielder. Because um, I don't think that combo will last extremely long. But something we'll definitely look at, of course, in the next leg, um, Barcelona will probably be going out. But you never know. Of course, PSG fans are still going to have nightmares yeah. from traveling to Barcelona. So it's always up in the air. But we'll shift over to the other game that happened. Not in Germany. It was in, I think, Budapest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leipzig playing Liverpool. Spencer, I guess, you know, it's a win. So, it's, you know, it's just a, a bonus on that point. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the most important thing is the result. But, I mean, if when you watched the game, uh, yes, Liverpool's two goals did come off mistakes that they capitalized on. But they also played so much better than they had in recent performances. Yeah. I mean, yeah. against Leicester, Man City, and Brighton, there were bright spots at some points, but they also had like collapses, which just didn't happen against 
Leipzig. Mm-hmm. And Mo Salah could have had another goal in the first half. Sadio Mane, I guess I think it was, I forget who put the ball in the net, but Sadio Mane was about a centimeter from saving the ball for another goal. So they had chances, and it just happened that they ended up being gifted two free goals, which proved the difference in the end. Yeah, and I think, Matthias, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, hate going around on Julian Nagelsmann, who went on a just extremely attacking formation, three in the back mm-hmm. of the CDM, and Tyler Adams and... Um, Sabitzer. Uh, Sabitzer, right. And Angelino. I mean, those guys weren't coming back very much to defend. So it was really just a hardcore three in the back. And look, they have the best record, defensive record in Germany, but I'm not sure why you're going to go three in the back against a team that's not scoring a lot. But when you have Salah and Mane, why, why, why would you do that? I think it's like it's it's daring, I guess. You're, you're, you're taking a chance can work or can't like if it if it worked then he would have been praised for his tactics and be taking such a risk and it didn't work out for him in the end i think also like playing nukunku as a striker is kind of strange it's weird yeah, no he he played no strikers to start and adams you know i i think adams should just go back to new york red bulls he's just not european quality uh, uh, the American I mean, <laughs> a little hard. He had a fine game. No, I'm playing, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to watch the game, so I can't talk too much about it. I watched the the PSG game. Yeah, yeah. I think you know Leipzig had chances. Um, Allison had two one-on-one breakaway saves, which was great to see. He's been pretty bad form, but he picked it up here. And those are two, you know, very important saves. And I think in like the 92nd minute, um. Uh, Huang He Chan from Leipzig had a mm-hmm. chance. He put it just wide, would have made it 2 1. You never know. But I, I don't get what Julian Nagelsmann was trying to do. I mean, really, i not playing with a striker to start off with, especially when you have Henderson and Kabak as two center backs. That that's, seems kind of ridiculous to me, but he paid the price for it. I'm going to go back to Anfield for the second leg. But. I think looking at today's games, we'll go to the next games. There's some games kicking off in about three hours, a little less. Um, I, I guess we'll start off with Sevilla and Dortmund. It's in Sevilla. Spencer, Dortmund aren't that, on that good of form. Sevilla are on great form. Is this a no-brainer or you think it's going to be really close here? I mean, I always feel that in, for some teams, league form gets kind of thrown out when it comes to the Champions League mm-hmm. because – the games are just completely different. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that on their day, Dortmund have the quality to beat almost any team in the world. But really, this season, they just haven't looked good at all. So, And I don't know if they'll be able to magically recover their form playing in, playing a very good Sevilla team. So I think Sevilla should be able to handle them. Yeah, Dortmund just, I think, recently confirmed that the Mönchengladbach coach is going to be coaching them uh, starting next year, which is an interesting choice, but justifiable, I think. Maybe not the choice, but the firing of of the other dude, whatever his name is. But yeah, I think, like, whenever, whenever, like, these teams were picked to play against each other, when, like, whenever that pick was made, people favored Dortmund, right? Because Dortmund is... Mm-hmm. Like 
Dortmund was favored, the Haaland, Sancho, like people were convinced. And now, like the tables have completely turned. And I think Sevilla tonight is is favored, rightly so. But as Spencer said, like when Dortmund shows up, Dortmund can put a lot of goals past you. Um, and they can be one of the better teams in the world. So it's definitely going to be really exciting. And I, I'm i predicting a Dortmund win or tie, in my opinion. Really? I think Sevilla's more of a Europa League team, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, this is, I think this is a really even game. Um, I think Sevilla – I had Sevilla going through before they signed Papu Gomez. Now that they signed Papu Gomez, they're even stronger. I um, had a great goal this weekend, in fact. Fair. Oh, well. Gio Reyna's going to score a hat. <laughs> Gio Reyna scores a hat. I think – great. That's crazy. <laughs> That that would be that would be pretty crazy. You can't you can't discount Holland out, of mm-hmm. course. But and and Dorman could take this game. I just think through the two legs, Sevilla will go through. But yeah, they are a Europa League team, to be fair. So you never know. Um, and the other game today is Porto and Juventus. Matteo Ronaldo traveling back to Portugal. Do you think Porto can get anything out of this Porto. game or not it's, Porto? Uh, Porto. No, um, sorry. Yeah. So definitely Juve is. <laughs> rightfully favored and I think anybody will take Juve to go through in both legs but you know you never know Porto unlike it's kind of like Lyon last year like nobody expected Lyon to come in and perform well even though of course Lyon is in my opinion better than Porto or last year they were better this year they're better in my opinion but Porto it's just like one of those teams that you can easily like um go into the game thinking, oh, this is going to be easy and get surprised. And oftentimes with big teams like Juventus, with big-time players, ego can come into the way and your mindset can really be messed up when you're playing against, I guess, smaller team. It's not really a small team, but in the Champions League it is. And so you just got to watch out. And I wouldn't be surprised if Porto managed to maybe draw this game, but definitely going with a Juve win tonight. Yeah. Spencer, you? I completely agree. I think I'd be very surprised if Porto was able to get anything out of this game. I think uh, Ronaldo may be on a little bit of a mission this year to win the Champions League. I think he knows time's running out for him to win it again. But I don't think Porto are going to be able to stop them. Yeah. Agreed. No, I think, you know, Ronaldo in the Champions League, it's his competition. Um, and I think they'll be able to get past this round. I'm not saying they're going to go all the way, but they'll be able to get past this one for sure, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so now looking to the rest of the games, we've already made a prediction, so we're not going to go through all of them again. But has anything changed um, in any game? Yes. I think sure, definitely for, I mean, now more than ever, the Atletico Chelsea game is going to be insane. Yeah. Like, it's going to be, like, superb. Like, it's both teams that don't concede much, so they're very organized in the back. They don't concede much, but again, Atletico's attacking power. It's going to be insane to see Tuchel's defense against uh, Simona's attack, Suarez, I guess. And I think also yeah. Atalanta-Real Madrid changes a little bit because Atalanta's picking back up in form. Uh, didn't have a great start to the season, but recently they've been playing very, very well. Uh, and I'm, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, Madrid also being up in form, but 
it's still going to be a great game. And I think the Mönchengladbach City game is just getting more and more obvious by the by the like by the yeah. day. City is just looking unstoppable. So, but yeah, uh, that's what I. I mean, I feel for the Atletico Chelsea game. The game could go one of two ways. I am a little worried that both the managers are just going to decide to play way too Hard defensive. To and it'll just be two buses playing against each other and not much action. But I also think it could be interesting if we finally see Tuchel play expansive because that will also be his first real test as Chelsea manager. I mean, the teams he's played before, Wolves, Burnley, a Harry Kane-less weak Tottenham side, Sheffield, Mm -hmm. Barnsley, and Newcastle. So to mm-hmm. go from those teams to Atletico is a huge step up. It's a big and test. It's a huge test. So it's definitely going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. And the Mönchengladbach City game, at the, when the draw was announced, City weren't on the best of form. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, at this point, yeah. it, they look essentially unstoppable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, City in the Champions League. Yeah. Anything can yeah. happen. That is a fair point. It's true. This Atletico-Chelsea game, for me, is going to be so good. Um, and I do have the same worry, you know, two teams are going to sit back. And I got to be honest with you, I think this is a game where Atletico Madrid, they they have the squad. They didn't. They, they have the squad now that they didn't have years ago that they're able to open up. And they don't <laughs> do it very often, but they can play – attacking um, football. They can. They did against Celta Vigo two weeks ago. I mean, that was the most open play end-to-end action. I- I've never seen Danico Madrid do that. And they tied, right? They, um, and so they can play that way. I don't, I'm not sure they will in the first leg. However, they could try to surprise them at home. But it's going to be really interesting to see. And I think Atletico Madrid will, over the two legs, knock them out. But it's going to be tight. And I think as you say, this is Tuchel's first test. He really needs to make a good impression. Um, and Atletico Madrid, now that they can play defensive, attacking, this is I think this is their year. If they really want to do something, this has to be their year. As far as won't be like this next year, I can nearly guarantee it. Um, and the rest of the games, though, no, I don't see any changes. I think City, Bayern, and Madrid will be able to go through. Um, but we'll get to those. We'll get to those when they happen. Sorry, Matia, who did you have going and, through sure. Atletico or Chelsea? I don't remember, yeah. honestly. But who do you have now? Now I think I'm I'm still gonna stick with Atletico. Uh, honestly, wouldn't be surprised at all if if Chelsea go through. But my pick is Atletico. Yeah. Uh, What's your pick? I'm very torn. I want to say Chelsea, but. I'm going to go with Atletico. I think Timo Werner is going to be an X factor because I think if he's, he just scored his first goal and I don't even know how many months uh, this past yeah. weekend. And if he's able to catch form, I mean, then I, I mean, still, but if that gives him confidence and he's able to, yeah. he's able to yeah. catch form, I think that completely think changes Chelsea. Start. Yeah. Giroud had a good game last yeah. weekend. Giroud should start though. Mm-hmm. Over Timo, you know, get the five uh, goals. I mean, they played together last weekend. True, true. With that weird formation. Yeah. I'm, oh. It's a weird formation, but it's working 
Callum Hudson, a door yeah. at right wing back, essentially. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's going to be a cracking game for sure. Um, and, yeah, right, I, I hope it's not too defensive. But I really – I think someone's going to open it up um, for sure in the second leg, if not in the first leg. But I think we'll shift over just to the leagues overall um, real quick, touch base on them. Not too long, but uh, we'll start in Spain, I guess, since we're talking about Atletico Madrid. Real Madrid recently beat Valencia 2-0. Um, Barcelona beat Alaves 5-1 convincingly, of course, that turned around in the Champions League game. And Atletico Madrid being Granada 2-1. Standings are still pretty even for Atletico Madrid. They still have a pretty good um, record at the yeah. top, for sure. But nothing much I mean, has changed. What? There's not a lot yeah. to talk about, to nothing be honest with you. Um, nothing, yeah, nothing has changed. Uh, I think so, the, you guys are still on Atletico Madrid yeah. to win? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's fair enough. The only yeah, real we'll... like thing that has really changed in the leagues... Jesus. The only real thing that has changed in the league is like the West... The fact that West Ham is... Tied for fourth place, in the yeah, Prem is just crazy. I, I don't know how people how went their games it, but... in hand. Liverpool could drop to ninth. Oof. <laughs> but <laughs> that probably but, won't happen. Everton have to. But be they're going city. through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, so yeah, doesn't matter, right? Also, Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea picking up no, the, the top, a bit yeah. of a change in the Premier League. Yeah. Well, Chelsea look good since Tuchel's came in. Weak sure. set They need to games. be tested. A very weak. I guess you know. Very weak less games. Didn't Sheffield get relegated? True. No. Not yet. No, not yet. There, there's 14 games left to play, and they're 14 points back. So, they're oh, quite a while from being relegated. I think they're gonna get relegated though. Uh, I think that I think really the only team out of the bottom three who has a chance to stay up are Fulham. If they beat. Yeah. They have a massive, massive game versus zero. Burnley today at one, and if they win that, they'll be only uh four points back of Newcastle. Points, yeah. It's disappointing to see Sheffield all the way down there. Yeah. Especially after last year. Very bad season for them. Mm-hmm. And it, let's let's talk about Chelsea real quick because there is one player that. Hasn't had an impact since two goals arrived, and I think he's the player. Well, it has to be said. I think he's the player that I I thought would have a really big impact since two goals arrived. It's Christian Pulisic. He's not getting minutes. Um, he's not getting minutes. I, I think why. to some extent it's a thing that Tuchel knows Pulisic's game, so he's kind of putting him aside, seeing everyone else that he doesn't really know about, but. At, you know, after a while, that's a shitty excuse. Though. Not true. I mean, and, I just don't get what's going on I mean, with him because Tuchel, Tuchel yeah. after the game is saying Pulisic will be important to us. Christian, he said, absolutely deserved to start. He deserved to come in. But then, why didn't he start? Why didn't he come in? So, but where does he start in that uh, formation? I think he playing could right start now. over Werner. Behind I think the he striker. could start over Mount. Yeah. You can't. You're not going to start um, him over Werner, oof. so that's out. I mean, you could. You could. Now you could very. Sure, but you could justifiably start him over Werner. 
Right, you can tell him over Warner, but overall, Warner's a big signing, right? So he's going yeah. to, at I some mean, point... Pulisic, I think the Chelsea Pulisic fans would... Um... For more than Mount was. Or more than Werner was. Right, so... Right, but Timo Werner's a lot more... Uh... He's a big... He's proven. <laughs> proven. Like, then... I think especially Chelsea fans would be much... Like, they see, they've seen quality from Pulisic. Like, yeah, I mean, he was their best player last season. Pulisic is the reason they're in the Champions League right now. Basically... Yeah, no, Pulisic, I think, deserves to start. I just struggle with where. I don't think um, him is going to happen over Werner. Whether it should or not, it's just not going to happen. Um, Mason Mount, since has been also playing really well. And and it's hard, you know, because you can't play him as striker. He's just not, not really a goal scorer. Um, and so in this new formation, it, it's it's hard to fit him in. He deserves to be playing. I, I'm just struggling. Where I don't think he can play as a can. I think he can. Um, maybe over Mount. But again, Mount has been really good. Werner hasn't. Werner's just not going to get benched. And I don't think he can play my striker. So I'm I'm struggling to see I where mean, he's going to play. Tuchel did say at one point that Pulisic could play as a false nine. But I'm not sure okay. how well that would work. I can see but him playing as he an could also, yes. He could also move Werner back to striker and try Pulisic as an attacking mid. Because Ziyech also hasn't been getting True. getting game time either, and Conte and also <laughs> hasn't started a game. Conte and Zuma, bro, I'm pissed. The two Frenchmen. Zuma, Zuma's not that good, but yeah, Zuma's not that good. Oh my god! But no, it's. I think you know the depth for Chelsea was. I guess I never really thought about it until until what I'm seeing right now. But that bench, Ben Chilwell, big signing for them. Ziyech signing. Uh, Conte was years ago, but you know Havertz. Those guys are all on the bench. Yeah. Um, even Mendy, who got the bench in this last game against Newcastle, kept us that was in. that was fair. definitely a one. You know, I think he's just uh... right. I I think he's keeping players on their that toes. That game was you know, tight too. He's willing to change it. Like um, Chelsea could have Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea were in control. There was yeah. some good chances. Like there was a ball cleared off the line at one point. Yeah, yeah. Was, overall, though, they, they were clear Chelsea for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Chelsea, it, it's, it's going to be really big man management. Um, You have a lot of star players on the bench. That's the problem are going to want to play. Signing um, so many players. Pulisic included. Right. And, you know, Pep has done really well at City. Um, When he had that problem with Sané and Mahrez, mm-hmm. he's still doing pretty well. But, you know, that's just, this is a I big mean, test for, um, for Tuchel because that's a lot of star I also think it's a lot easier to manage them when team when everything's going well because they don't have much to complain about because right. they're winning so they can't really say he's yeah, wrong. For but, sure, for sure. I mean that's another thing that's helped Pep. But as soon as the results start slipping, the people on the bench are gonna will. start. They will, and the people on the bench are gonna start thinking, "Wait, why am why I not I in the chance? team?" I'm better than I know. I'm better than X player. We're not getting the results, so you should start yeah. me. You just signed me and promised me game time, and it's not happening. Yeah, I mean that's the problem when you get like so right, many that's... great players. Yeah, uh, especially on one side of the ball, like the attacking side, you're just gonna have talent overload. And again, Nico's pointed out well that Pep can manage that because he knows what talent overload is especially from his Barca days, but like all of those players coming in in one window is tough to manage, I think, for a manager. I think Lampard 
in part got fired sure. because he couldn't. Yeah, it's just he wasn't yeah. getting results either, but that's fair. Um, and I think you know, I guess staying on these types of not failed signings. I don't want to say Harris is yet. a failed signing, but no, not yet. But I guess another one that's has a little bit switching it a little bit. But Spencer, what's 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 up with Tiago? I Edison mean, has more assists. What role does he have as as a Liverpool player? Because once Henderson and Fabinho are like back, where does this guy? I mean, guy, I think it will be play? a little interesting to see if maybe being in a midfield with Henderson and Fabinho, who are both much more defensively inclined than I believe than Wijnaldum and Curtis Jones, uh, I think it could be interesting. But I mean, as of right now. I think it's very fair to say that Liverpool's best midfield three is Fabinho, Curtis Jones, and Henderson. And nothing Thiago's done at Liverpool has really showed anything else. I mean, I believe Mm -hmm. he was sub... er, Yeah, he was out of line out of him and Jones. He was the one subbed off in the game yesterday. And, I mean... He just hasn't been the same player he was at Bayern. I think maybe the fit wasn't great because he's definitely someone who likes to slow the game down and pick teams apart while Liverpool are more, much more direct. But, I mean, maybe he just needs some time to settle in. I'm not ready to write him off quite yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd think his, like, his style would yeah. adapt well to the Premier League. Because he's he's quite a physical player and he'll he'll he won't back down from a challenge, but it's taking him time to adapt, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And I think I mean effectively, I think that does wrap up our episode. We don't want to we want to get this out before those Champions League games. Um, Portuguese. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about this? Uh, this other one. Nothing much to talk about. Serie, I mean, yeah, I we can finish we can that. Serie, I mean, I think we need to talk about no, no, how no. there's a new team on the top of the league. No, it's Inter fine, Milan, who I predicted to win the fair. league at the start of the season, has overtaken. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I predicted it too. Another so. Milan team. And Mattia, do you care to Derby explain? Tomorrow, uh, Derby on Saturday. Do you care to explain what happened versus uh, Spezia? Uh, yeah. I do not care to explain, so I think we can end the episode here. <laughs> well, we'll definitely yeah, be back for that derby, derby we'll um, which I, I think we both think we all know the result. And we're gonna get yeah. out of that one, yeah. but we'll be back. Uh, Inter win it. three three one. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think that yeah. does. We'll oh, see. We'll, we'll see. Okay. I think that does uh, effectively wrap up the episode, though. Um, thank you guys for listening. Per usual. Big yep. Champions League games coming up. Um, sure. Some today, of course, as I said, we'll get this out before those those begin. And we'll see you guys in the next Ciao. episode.